Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Food Heals Podcast, Episode 24. If you don't care about the world, if you don't care about the starving children, if you don't care about the drought, okay, fine. If you just want to be all into yourself, at least look at yourself. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, Food Heals Nation, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. I'm Susie Hardy. Today we have Magda Friedemrod as our guest, and she is a yoga instructor, and really, I would call her like a conscious living guru. For sure. She is the founder of Visionary Lifestyle and the author of the eCourse Conscious Eating 101. And I'm about to join the eCourse because it sounds amazing. I can't wait to um, go home and download the free ebook because I, I, know. I want recipes. Yeah, so you guys are about to find out what we're talking about. And I would just say that she's the guru of loving yourself. She's awesome. Yeah, she really starts like from that perspective and then branches outward to the world. It's beautiful. It is. So before we do that, before we get to that, we have to tell you about our sponsor. 
Our sponsor today is Stride Health. Stride Health connects self-employed workers like me, like Susie, with affordable health coverage and quality health care. It's like a concierge service for freelancers and entrepreneurs, and they take care of everything for you for free. Yeah, they're amazing, really shaking up the industry. And don't forget, you have to pick a new plan by November 1st. November 1st, open enrollment. So why not let Stride do the heavy lifting for you? I set up a personal concierge for you, Food Heals Nation, at stridehealth.com slash foodheals. They get you to a health insurance decision in under 10 minutes. Under 10 minutes. I think it was like four in my case, but 90 minutes faster than healthcare.gov. It was super fast. It was really fast, and it was definitely less than 10 minutes for me as well. Yeah. Food Heals Nation, did you know that 40% of Americans overpay for coverage, and then on top of that, they don't always have access to the doctors they want? Unfortunately, we know that I know this firsthand. Like I told you last time, this happened to me last year. My rates were already really high in 2014, and then in 2015, right in January, my rate was raised $84. That's ridiculous. I know. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And so it also wasn't covering the doctors that I wanted to see. It wasn't covering my holistic health practitioners. And you know that's all that I do. <laughs> <laughs> and so what did you do? So I canceled it. I was of like, what's course. the point? You yeah. know? I don't blame you. Yeah. So when I found out about Stride Health, I tested out their service, and it was truly amazing. I got to type in the names of each of my doctors that I see regularly. So Stride Health found them immediately as soon as I typed in their names and found a plan that three out of my four doctors would accept. And then they told me that the fourth doctor that I wanted doesn't even take insurance. So they knew. So I was three for three. And the price was lower than what I was paying last year. And they completely helped you. Yeah. And I'm not making this up. Like, this really happened. This was really my experience. And I'm really, really impressed with the service. So Food Heals Nation, go to stridehealth.com slash foodheals to get started now. And stay tuned because later in the show, we're going to tell you even more benefits of Stride Health. Next up, our interview with Magda. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Today we have Magda Freedomrod. Magda is a certified yoga instructor and health and lifestyle guide. She founded Visionary in 2007 as a means to help people activate their highest potential by empowering them with the knowledge and tools that will transform their lives and in turn the world. These tools include conscious eating, yoga, and sustainable living. She is also author of the e-course Conscious Eating 101, which will inspire you to shift your food choices into the highest five options available. Welcome, Magda. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you Welcome. both. Welcome. Thank you. We are glad to have you. I'm thrilled to be here. So Magda, let's just start from the beginning. What is conscious eating? Conscious eating is uh, being mindful of the food choices that we make, not only how they affect us, but how they affect the world. I think that um, the majority of people are not thinking about how their food choices impact outside of themselves. So I'm really trying to draw attention to that with conscious eating. So it's different than mindful eating, whereas mindful eating is really paying attention to the chewing and being really present, which is all great. It's all can be encompassed in conscious eating. But the point I'm really trying to make with conscious eating is helping people really take note and understand, even on a deep level, the impact of the choices that they're making every day because we, we have options, right? And uh, a lot of people think about, well, how is this going to affect me? But um, you know, I'm trying to get people to move from me to we consciousness. Oh, I love that. Me to we consciousness. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely necessary in this day and age. Amen. 
So what are some ways that conscious eating benefits the environment or benefits the animals or benefits anyone other than ourselves? Well, a, a simple way to look at it is I, part of the way that I'm kind of marketing this course is getting people to look at look at it as an expression of love and three kinds of love specifically. So it's self-love, it's animal love, and it's planet love. So taking that three-pronged approach when we make the decisions about what we're going to put in our mouth or what we're going to spend our money on when it comes to food, because they do impact all of those things. So whether we choose a hamburger or a hemp burger is going to have a drastically different effect on yourself, on the animals, and on the planet. So, I mean, if you want to get into details on that, for example, I mean, just that one example, you know, the traditional quarter pound hamburger uses approximately 660 gallons of water for the beef production, whereas that hemp burger uses 50 to 100 gallons. So it just from a water perspective, here we are in California with the drought. I mean, that one choice right there, like oh, give me the hemp burger instead of the hamburger, such a simple little choice, but with a huge impact. I mean, that and that impacts the drought. I mean, there's a huge list of other impacts that it has environmentally, which we can get into. Obviously, you're not killing a cow. You know, you're, you're growing hemp, which is actually beneficial to the environment, doesn't need any pesticides, so it's better for the planet. You know, there's so many levels. And then it also, also for your... adds nitrogen back into the soil, I think. Right. Plants. Yeah. yeah. Hemp has a huge list of benefits. And, you know, if we can get it legalized in this country, that'll be a good thing. Um, and then obviously the, the self-love as well, because it's widely known that, you know, red meat has a lot of detrimental effects on, on personal health. And, you know, hemp has a lot of great, great um, impacts on our personal health. So that one choice right there, I mean, this is what I just keep saying. If we can just switch out the hamburgers for a hemp burger, I mean, that one little shift, you know, we can make that, that hemp burger so delicious and yummy, you won't miss the hamburger. You know, I mean, if everybody could just make that one shift, what a huge ripple effect that would have across, you know, so many different points. Absolutely. I think that's a great example. And, you know, the environmental issue is really interesting because everyone's saying, oh, you have to cut down your water consumption and take shorter showers and all these things. And I'm sure that helps. But a lot of environmentalists are screaming, we have to stop the factory farming and that will end the drought. But no right. one's hearing that. No one's believing that. It's not in the mass media. Right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm facing that with this e-course. I'm just trying to draw attention to that. And I'm over here waving my hands like, you know, it's like there's a, a Facebook group that I follow. It's like a community Facebook group. And I, I, this one example, just recently, I saw somebody on there yelling at somebody else about giving their kid a bath instead of a shower. Like, don't you know we're in a drought? And it's like, what'd you have for dinner last night? Mm. Because people don't make that connection. And that's one of the hashtags I'm using is hashtag make the connection because yeah. the food choices that you're making have a far greater impact environmentally than whether you take a shower versus a bath. Absolutely. So that people, is a really good point. I that. never even thought about it that way. Yeah. And not only that, but like you think about all this, the the water and also the way that, fact, if you're speaking about factory farming and then the what they're dumping back into our water that we do have. Right. In terms of the antibiotics and all. Yeah. Yeah. And the pharmaceuticals and whatnot. Yeah. But um, Cowspiracy was a big wake up call mm -hmm. for me. You guys have probably seen Cowspiracy, so right? Good. Yeah. It's this incredible film. And um, that I, for, for me, that was the first time I saw all the statistics in one place. And I got so fired up from that because I've been vegan for about eight years. And um, I, I'm an environmentalist first. I've been an environmental activist for, you know, 12 years or so. 
And um, that that was my biggest um, reason for going vegetarian and then vegan was the environmental impact. But it wasn't until that film that it really articulated the statistics for me. And it's so useful and so helpful. And that really helped to inform a lot of my e-course, the Conscious Eating 101 e-course, because once I finally had a tangible grasp on those statistics, I was like, wow, now I can really educate people. I have a way to share this now. That's amazing. And you know, I'm not a person that remembers statistics, but I remember them being shocking, whatever they were. (laughs) I don't know if you have any off the top of your head. Well, especially, well, one of those is is the hamburger, you know, is that, you know, it's anywhere from 2,500 to 5,000 gallons for a pound of beef. You know, it's just astronomical. And, you know, and those variances depend on how it's produced and where it's produced and if there's rainfall or not or whatever. It's, It's 400 gallons just to slaughter a cow. Not that we want to think about that, but just to slaughter a cow is 400 gallons of water. So I, watching that film, I was really impacted by like the graphs, like we talk about water usage. It's like the water usage, personal home water usage is about 5%. And then they show on the next graph, it's like fracking. Oh, fracking is huge. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how many times the, the personal home water usage. And then you move over the slide over and it's animal agriculture it just towers over everything else so people wow. are like up in arms about the water for fracking they're up in arms about leaving your sprinkler you know your damaged sprinkler going overnight and it's like that's a drop in the bucket compared exactly. to animal agriculture we could solve so many of the world's problems with one shift if we could get people off of animal products and onto plants you know, we don't need the animal products people are conditioned we're societally conditioned to think that we need them but If we can educate enough people and give them the tools on how to make the shift, we can completely solve global warming, you know, world hunger. I mean, the list goes on. Ocean acidification. There's a huge list of major world problems that can be solved with this one simple shift. Not to mention the epidemic of chronic disease, obesity, and cancer. Right. Right. You know, it's just like you're saying. The Uh amount of things that this could fix, change, and heal is astronomical and absolutely amazing so i love what you're doing thank you thank you and i mean if you don't care about the world if you don't care about the starving children if you don't care about the (laughs) drought okay fine if you just want to be all into yourself at least look at yourself because the self-love is the first piece it's Mm -hmm. the self-love the animal love and the planet love if you don't care about the animals that's your business if you don't care about the planet too bad we all do share the planet be nice if you cared but i can't make you you know but what about yourself you know, the difference if you have the hamburger versus the hemp burger, let's look down the line a little bit. Like what's going to happen in 20, 30, 40 years? I mean, I look at the paleo movement. It's making me crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Animals, breakfast, lunch and dinner. It's like, whoa, you can see your little hip bone that you couldn't see before because you're doing your CrossFit workout and you're eating, you know, meat for breakfast, lunch and dinner and you feel really fit and strong and good. But you're going to drop dead of a heart attack in 20 years. I Sorry. Know. You know, yeah. I mean, let's look down the line a little bit. Or something worse, or an autoimmune issue, or, you know, something else where your body just can't take all of all of that. Yeah, you know? that animal protein. I mean, there's so many studies out there. I mean, it leads to early death. I know. know. Remember Dr. Atkins of the Atkins diet, which was like the pre-paleo diet? Yep. yep. Died of a heart attack. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> like, just saying. There it is. <laughs> he was all into bacon. He was all big on bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember having a friend visit me in LA and eating like bacon cheeseburgers without without the bun. And I was like, this is a diet? What's going on? Since when is bacon diet food? Come on. Yeah. You know, 
Too good to be true here. Exactly. (laughs) It's one of the worst foods that you can possibly eat. And I just made some really amazing vegan bacon the other day. You can ask my husband. He was so impressed. (laughs) And I just got it at Whole Foods. You know, it was prepackaged. And I'm not saying it was the most healthy thing on the planet Mm because it's made of soy and some, I don't even know what's in it. I'm not saying it's great for you, but it's so much better to eat that when you have that craving than actual bacon. Amen. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) And I made an amazing tofu scramble that tasted like scrambled eggs. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah, just saying. A little turmeric, right, to make it yellow. Yes. Uh And there was this delicious, like, um, vegan barbecue dressing that we put on it. Oh, it's delicious. Sounds great. Well, one of my new favorite things is hemp tofu. Have you tried that? Mm, No. We got soy free tofu scramble. Soy free scramble. That's awesome. Hemp. 30 grams of protein, bam. Yeah, and that's another thing. So a lot of non-vegans or non-vegetarians are very concerned with the protein. And, you know, there's so many ways to argue that you can get your protein with a vegan or vegetarian diet. Can you give us some examples of where the protein comes from? Yeah, I have a whole lesson in the e-course that's protein because this is a big question that yeah. comes up. In fact, I'm considering doing doing a webinar just on protein because it's, it's the biggest argument that people have against yeah. a plant-based diet, right? Um, my number one favorite source of protein is lentils. You know, there's lots mm. of different ways to prepare them. I do like a lentil coconut curry soup that everybody I've turned on to it is just like, oh my God, how did I live without this? You know, it's so delicious. And it's not only protein, it's fiber, mm-hmm. you know, plus a lot of the other nutrients in it. So lentils are great. Um, if you're going to do soy, you know, there's tempeh, right? So it's like at least you're getting the fermented. Um, so tempeh is okay. Um, uh, another very favorite source of protein for me is hemp. Mm-hmm. Hemp is like the perfect food. If we can just get everybody into eating hemp, like all day, every day. So what, what else is in hemp that's beneficial besides just the, the protein? It's, um, well, it's got and protein. Fiber. It's it's got, um, it's the perfect balance of the omegas that you need. So that it, you get your healthy fats right there. I make a, one of my recipes is a morning mojo. That's how I start my day every day. So get off the coffee and get onto the morning mojo. I saw that on your website and I yeah. want to make it so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good and you can customize it and make it your own, but it's like two tablespoons of hemp in there. You know, hemp also has chlorophyll in it. It has that little green, green piece in it. That's chlorophyll chlorophyll is one of the most amazing nutrients available to yeah. us so hemp is just multi-layered with so many so many um points of the nutrition. healthy fats alone are huge yeah so many people are deficient in that absolutely so yeah. the omega-3s the omega-6s mm-hmm. yeah and the nines. the nines and um it's Three, the six, perfect nine. balance of the threes and the sixes and um you can you can do hemp seeds you can do just straight hemp protein you can do hemp oil you do like i call it crack corn we make popcorn <laughs> with hemp oil and nutritional yeast and you know some pink salt and it's like the most amazing delicious snack and you're getting your hemp oil right there that so. sounds so good yeah crack corn okay you're gonna have to send us <laughs> crack corn yeah i love it good stuff all right you're, you're gonna have to send us some recipes because these sound so too good to be true yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's part of the thing of it is, you know, and, and conscious eating is raising awareness that there's no sacrifice here. You know, it's just all about substitutes. It's, it's that simple, you know, hemp burger versus a hamburger. You you can make that, that hemp burger really delicious. So there's no sacrifice. You don't have to go through it like, oh, I'm giving something up. You mm-hmm. know, no, you're gaining so much by and making that And I think that that's shift. a big deal. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of addicted 
to the way they're eating and addicted to eating lots of meat, addicted to the hamburgers alone. I mean, that's yeah. right. That's like Americana, especially in California. Like, yeah. you know, McDonald's was made out here. Right. The drive through burger stands. In and out burger. In and out. So popular. Mm-hmm. Lines around the block, yeah. you know. Yep, and it's like yeah. they're addicted to that. Mm-hmm. Even even not even maybe physically, but just mentally. Emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and chemically. Yeah. You know, you're getting those chemicals in there and then you need another hit. You yeah, know? it's like sugar. Yeah, but it, it's the societal conditioning more than anything. I mean, we've been raised that way, right? Like meat and potatoes and like, you know, it's it. nobody thinks about it as animal protein. It's just protein. Oh, I need my protein and you can't get that from plants. I'm, what am I going to do, eat grass all, you know, it's like, well, look at the well, gorilla. Wanna, you know, wanna, that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. He's pretty and strong. The, yeah, you know? and the cows. Yeah, exactly. The herbivores. I mean, these big, giant herbivores. I want to bring up a point here because this is making me think of, like, um, historically how American how America was founded and then, like, how we ate. So we had a lot of immigrants, right, that, like, I remember reading, or I think this was specific to the Italian community. I was watching some kind of mafia documentary, and they were talking about how, you know, all the immigrants that came, the Italian immigrants that came to America were the, weren't the rich ones in Italy. They were the poor ones trying to make a better life. And when they got here, I don't exactly know why, but the meat was cheaper and they would make meatballs and subs and they made, you know, a lot of heavy, a lot more meat Mm -hmm. than they would eat back in Italy where the meat was more expensive because it wasn't being raised so cheaply. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I feel like historically, like as a group of immigrants, the poor kind of associated, yeah, meat, we can have meat, we can we can afford it now. And that became part of our ingrained culture. I don't know. That yeah. was just a thought. Well, that, that makes sense. And that brings up a thought for me of that, you know, I don't know what it was at that time, but certainly now, yeah. um, you know, meat is is like a cheap commodity, right? You've yeah. got the 99 cent, you know, value menus everywhere, right? You yeah. can get a hamburger for 99 cents, but a head of broccoli is going to cost you three bucks, right? So, but the, the point for, for people to understand is that that's artificial. That's not the true cost because there's so many factors that are not being factored into that price. You know, the environmental cost alone, the cost of diabetes, you know, that, that we're all treating in the emergency rooms for people that don't have insurance, you know, but that are living on that 99 cent menu. So that those costs are not reflecting the true cost of, of what's actually going into yeah, that product. I always, I always think you're either going to pay for better food and live healthfully, or you're going to eat, you know, if you eat junk, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it in your medical bills later. Right. You yeah. can give it to the doctor or you can give it to the organic farmer. I yeah. mean, what, what do you want to support? And that's another point that I make in my e-course is, you know, every bite that you take is a vote for the world that you want. So yeah. what kind of a world do you want? Do you want a world ridden with disease? Do you want a poisoned planet and, and people dying of heart attacks every, you know, two minutes? Or do you want a thriving, you know, population and a thriving, happy planet? I mean, And again, it goes back to that make the connection hashtag. It's like people don't think about the far reaching impacts of their food choices. So, And it's about voting with your shopping cart. Every time you buy something, you're making a vote. You're telling the store, this is what I want more of. This is what I want less of. Right. So what are you going to choose? Choose the healthy options. Now, that doesn't account for the fact that many low income families don't have access to these healthy grocery stores Mm -hmm. and they can't afford this organic produce. So that's a whole nother issue where we are making the low income families obese Mm -hmm. by our society. That's completely unacceptable, Mm -hmm. you know, and what can we do about that? Well, a lot of people are trying to do stuff, but that's a condition of the society we live in right now. Right. They don't have access. They can't afford this. Right. Well, there, you know, there are some really amazing entrepreneurs addressing things like 
like this. I mean, uh, one that comes to mind is Thrive Market. I don't know if you guys are familiar, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it that's exactly the person that they're addressing right there, and the, and their whole model is one for one. So for the people that can't afford a membership, it's like five dollars a month, and you get twenty five to fifty percent off all these amazing healthy foods. You can have it shipped wherever you are. So if you don't have a Whole Foods around the corner, or you can't afford to shop at Whole Foods, it solves that problem. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, approach the the fresh food you know there's not produce it's everything it's pantry items mm-hmm. mostly in cleaning products and things but but um you know there are creative entrepreneurs yeah. like that out there and they're taking off i mean they're doing really well so that's another good sign that we're moving in the right direction yeah i mean everything is a step so that's amazing we should yeah. we should we'll put that in the show notes thrive yeah definitely thrive market so tell us about your journey let's go back to how did you become this conscious, eco-friendly gal that you are, that we see before us today? How did this all start? Uh, well, going back, my my eyes originally got opened uh, by the film An Inconvenient Truth. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in the theater and being horrified. And that's really what turned me into an environmentalist overnight. I was like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> we're killing the planet. Somebody's got to do something, you know? So all of a sudden I was an activist and I was out on the streets and, um, you know, really starting to pay attention to the environment. And at the time, I had a clothing line. I was in the clothing business in downtown Los Angeles. And, um, you know, that was fun while it lasted. But then the bubble started bursting. And, you know, a lot of my stores, uh, my accounts were going out of business. And I said, okay, well, what's next? And and the last collection that I did for that clothing line ended up being an organic one. I said, okay, well, this is the one thing that I can do. Let me at least take the chemicals out of my products that I'm producing and, and all the graphics and everything were all about save the world, go green, everything. And um, that was the last line that I produced. But I took it into, um, I opened a store. At the same time, I also went to the Green Festival right around that same time in San Francisco. and was completely floored by just a massive convention center filled with aisle after aisle of amazing conscious companies creating amazing conscious products. And I was like, whoa, nobody knows about these things. I need to make a store and Mm -hmm. sell all of it there and then people will know about them. So that's what I did and I created Visionary Boutique. And um, it was a one-stop eco-chic boutique and it was high-end and it was fashion and it was makeup and it was kids' clothing and um, household products and it was all things. It was the one-stop shop, but it was really trendy and cool. and Eco-chic, um, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one-stop eco-chic boutique. It was on... Um, on Melrose in West Hollywood, right across from the Bodhi Tree when the Bodhi Tree was there. Oh, I and love Bodhi Tree. I had a big launch party and I had a bunch of celebrities there and um, Linda Loudermilk's the big fashion, you know, big eco fashion designer and she was there and we became great friends and I was wearing all her clothes everywhere and so it was like a really good time. That's so cool. And, and that really grounded me into... Um, I created a really beautiful environment there. I had a wish tree in the middle that people could come and write their wish for the world. And um, it was it was a place to have conscious conversation about, you know, what we're doing in this life and on this planet. How beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was it was a beautiful period of time. And um, and then uh, from there that evolved into I got an old Airstream trailer and I refurbished it into a store. So I and I did a totally green renovation. I brought in um, Eco MacGyver. I don't know if you guys know Darren. No. And, <laughs> Who's and, Eco MacGyver? Have you heard of him? No, but I love that. Uh, his name's Darren. He's like a, a fix-it handy guy. He's like a beautiful Hollywood, you know, handy guy. And I met him through Adrian Grenier, mm-hmm. who at the time had an eco show um, on TV, and he popped his head into my store one day, and I was like you come here you know (laughs) and um, I ended up on his show and you know we all became friends and whatever and that's when I met Darren and um 
So Darren helped me refurbish the, the Airstream. So we found an Airstream specialist and all the interior went to, you know, to, to go to other Airstreams. So it was like a zero waste um, thing. And we got, you know, sustainable wood floors and built custom plyboo shelving. And it was a very cool project. And um, that decision was one of the best decisions I ever made was to do that because what it did was it took me out to the festival circuit. So I took my mobile store. I had a big pickup truck that I was running on biodiesel because fuel had just come out. I don't know if you guys know Josh and Rebecca Tickell. They have this green uh, media company and their, their first film was Fuel. And it was all about, you know, biodiesel. So I said, okay, I'm going to get a big diesel truck and run it on biodiesel and I'm going to tow my vintage trailer. And, and I did. And it was a good time. And um, so that took me to the festivals and that really expanded my world right there. I met so many amazing people and um, just saw all these bright, shiny, healthy people like World Fest was a big day for me. It was five or six years ago. Um, I was there with the trailer and I met so many amazing people that day. And I heard um, Paul Watson from Sea Shepherd speaking that day about animal products and you know, they're big vegan advocates and, and, and activists. And um, I learned some statistics there that just went, I was already vegetarian at the time. And I went, whoa, I got to be vegan now because mm -hmm. I'm contributing to the demise of this planet by making the choice to eat animals. So um, I made the decision there. I became vegan. And um, so that, I mean, it, it all expanded my awareness, meeting all these people and going to these conscious festivals. And that just opened me up into a whole nother world. So that's I mean, amazing. There's a that longer is quite, story. <laughs> that is quite a tale. <laughs> it was wait, what we somebody coined it at the time that the um, the trailer was a vehicle for change, you know, and literally. it really was. Yeah. It was literally a vehicle for change. I was I was rolling, you know. My first event was um, Topanga Earth Days, and I was in a big rush to to make that deadline. And I I did the I forget it was just a few months we had to turn the whole trailer over. And I did a big wrap on it. It was like said visionary across the side and had what's your wish for the world on it. And it was like education and eco products and you know education is such a huge piece of it for me. And that's what I really came to learn about having the store. That eventually it kind of you know, the bubble was bursting and people weren't shopping as much and, the, you know, the, the business couldn't sustain itself. You know, I didn't have investors and everything. I was all, you know, self-starter. And um, so I couldn't maintain the store. But the gift that that time gave me was it helped me recognize how much I love having the conversation and how much I love educating the people. So it's like, come in and let's talk about your eco makeup and let's talk about the difference between what you're using and what's on offer here and walk out with the information and go to the Skin Deep database and learn about toxic chemicals. And this is one area, just like food, that we have control over what goes on or in our bodies, food and you know personal use cosmetics and things. So I was really discovered that I was so passionate about getting people the information. So I shifted my focus, that was Visionary Boutique, and I evolved it into Visionary Lifestyle, which is more service-based business, where now I, you know, I teach the yoga, I teach conscious eating, I teach sustainable lifestyle, and it's, it's all about having the conversation and helping people recognize where they are and where they can improve you know, for themselves. And as we improve ourselves, we improve the world. Absolutely. Wow. I, I don't know that. what to say. I don't, either. <laughs> I don't think there is anything more to say. It's just applause. <laughs> <laughs> applause, applause, applause. <laughs> I 
as we improve ourselves, we improve the world. That is just the best quote. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Thank you for having me. Thank and you for giving me the space. Of course. <laughs> no, I think that is so necessary because like just to have the conversation and people, I think people wherever they sometimes at least in the beginning of not of not of being unconscious about what they're eating, what they're putting on or in their body or unaware of the of the environment, things like that, and, and how they're affecting all that, um, just to have the conversation, just to start it. Mm-hmm. Because people sometimes will shut off and be like, I, I can't fix everything, so I'm just going to continue eating my burger and right. putting on my toxic makeup. Right. You know? And it's yeah. just like, no, you can just slowly educate yourself and open your eyes. There's a lot of value in planting seeds, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, what I hope mm-hmm. to do everywhere that I go. And the, and the reason that I, I made the e-course was – because it took me years to figure out how to not eat animal products. I was raised on them just like everybody else. I mean, when my daughter was two years old, we were living on fast food drive through when I was running that clothing company and, and I just was a single mom with a two-year-old. She was in the back seat and it was like drive through fast food. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't that many years, that was 15 years ago, I would, that's where I was. I had to learn. Education is the key. So it, so it took me, once I even decided to go vegan and drop the animal products, it took me educating myself about, okay, well, what am I gonna have instead of milk? What am I gonna have instead of meat? What am I, you know, and what are those substitutions? So the reason I created the e-course is it's a shortcut. It's a six week program. You know, there's a whole lesson on dairy. There's a whole lesson on uh, protein. You know, there's a lesson on how to get more greens into your diet and all these things that, you know, I've really simplified it and, and boiled it down to those the short lists. And I, I'm not overwhelming people with huge lists and things to do. Is there simple recipes? You know, you don't need a ton of kitchen equipment, just a few basic things. You know, you got to have your Vitamix. That's like, that's a given, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, if you're going to get into the healthy lifestyle, yeah, drop the $500. It's time to invest in a Vitamix because you'll use it 10 times a day. You know, that's like a simple investment that you can make in your health. But um, but yeah, I really wanted to simplify it for people and and make it a just easy to track course that once you, you know, say you go see cowspiracy and you're like, oh my God, I'm killing the planet every day that I'm eating. What do I, what do I eat? I'm ready to change. You know, it's like, here you go. Yeah. Here's your map. You right did here. the work so other people don't have to. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, hopefully so we can, we can, you know, turn people over faster Right, because if you have to figure it all out on your own, yeah, you can do it. You can Google, you can ask people, you can get into groups, you can do meetups, you know, but it's gonna take you a long time. But for some people, I mean, it needs to happen over, you know, it. this is a, a big shift. Like, I like to look at it as a simple shift, like, okay, let's have the hemp burger instead of the hamburger. But you know, the truth is there's more to it than that. It's like, what are you eating now? And that's when I do my personal coaching. It's like, let's really look at what you're eating and where can we find a higher vibration choice to replace that? Like, you don't have to live without ice cream. We have omega cream now, you know, it's made with xylitol, which is good for your teeth. And it's not going to give you, you know, elevated blood sugar and it's delicious and it's made with hemp. Amen. Amen. Hemp. <laughs> Gotta love the hemp <laughs> everywhere. I, I did a workshop at um, Lightning in a Bottle Festival called Hemp Hemp Hooray. And I did, like, I, did, I did six recipes and I had a crowd of, I don't know, a couple hundred people and I just had them, you know, cheering throughout the whole thing. Hemp, hemp, hooray. We got everybody going and it was just great because it's like hemp can totally save the world. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get people into hemp. Can you tell us some more, um, and I think hemp will fall into this category, but some um, alternatives to dairy? Because a lot of people I talk to that want to, that are vegetarian don't want to go vegan because they say, I could never give up cheese. I could never give up my dairy. Can you talk a little bit about what's in your e-course that would help them with that? Yeah, I was one of those people. 
I remember being at World Fest and that that coming up and, and me being like, oh my God, I have to go vegan, but what am I going to do without cheese? Like, <laughs> you know, I was totally one of those people. Um, today, we have Daya cheese, mm-hmm. which is, and, and even more cheeses are coming coming out now. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't actually Meal eat goes. a lot of them, but I've seen them and mm-hmm. I've tasted them and I'm like, whoa, yeah. we have great substitutes they now. They really do. Uh, and some people might want to squawk about the price, but then you go back to that same thing about what's the true cost. Yeah. You know, you're not in this cheap cheese, this conventional, God help us, conventional dairy cheese. It's not real food. It's not. It's it's poison. Yeah. Technically in really? my in my book it's poison. So um so Daya cheese is the most amazing cheese substitute, certainly for anybody who's in that transition point. Mm-hmm. You know, it is still technically a processed food where I'm advocating more whole foods, but it's light years better than, you know, cow dairy cheese. Um, so Daya cheese is a really, you know, it melts, it tastes yummy. It comes in like, I don't know, 10 flavors it now. Delicious. It's like they have it in shreds and cubes <laughs> and slices. I mean, you you name it, it's yeah. there. The substitute is available. What and is it made of? It's tapioca starch is the main oh, ingredient. Okay. Yeah. And it melts and stretches. And, um, you know, my 16-year-old eats it and loves it. That's mm-hmm. a big deal, you know. Yeah, we eat it. Yeah, yeah, I did a blog post on like five gluten-free vegan kid recipes, and that's in several of them. Mm. You know, you make pizzas, you make mac and cheese, you make grilled cheese. I mean, you don't miss the cheese at right. that point, right? Um, so the, those, all those recipes are there on that blog post. And then there's also um, hemp. Surprise! That's one of the demos I did at Lightning in a Bottle, and it's also. Um, I have a blog post about that too, and there's a recipe in there, and I, and I have I demonstrate the recipe actually in the e-course. There's a video demonstration of it, and it's so simple, you know, three tablespoons of hemp, you know, a cup of milk, a little bit of stevia, a little bit of um, maybe vanilla if you want to get fancy, a little bit of um, cinnamon, throw it in the Vitamix for 45 seconds, boom, you've got your milk, you know, and that's you can put that with your chia, you can put that in your, you know, if you're drinking coffee. And, and the other great thing about hemp is that it makes, well, the hemp seeds, they make any recipe creamy. Like in my uh, Morning Mojo recipe, it makes it like this thick, thick, rich, creamy. You know, it's it's like dairy, yeah, but about a thousand times better. And what about all the milks in the store, like the rice milk, the hemp milk, the soy milk on the shelves? Are those are those safe? Are they just a better alternative, but not so great? Um, any of those would be preferable to cow milk, in mm-hmm. my opinion or any kind of animal milk. Um, the a couple of things I have against that, I'm really, ideally people make their own because it is so fast and easy. Like you can whip it up in a Vitamix and keep it in your fridge and make it only when you need it, you know, because the hemp is always, doesn't go, you know, you keep it in your freezer and you can whip it up anytime you need it. It's pretty, it's pretty convenient to make it on your own. The problems with the boxed milks, I mean, for convenience sake, I mean, we gotta be realistic, right? right. People have lives, they're busy. If you're working a full-time job and you're sitting in that traffic, you know, trying to get home and trying to make dinner and you got kids or you're a single mom, I mean, time time is short for some people more than others. So for a matter of convenience, yes, that's a good alternative. Uh, the, the concerns I have with that is number one, environmental, because most of those packs are not recyclable. Mm. So from a resource standpoint, they're very wasteful. And then many of them contain ingredients that are questionable. Little, you know, we have yeah, like carrageenan and, like and, and yeah. other things that you really got to read the ingredients. And then if you're going for like the vanilla flavor or whatever, they're adding a lot of sugar. sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I try to go for the unsweetened and sweeten it yourself with stevia. You know, that's 
that's what I would suggest. Yeah, I agree with you. And I do still buy those, so don't get me wrong. I do do the convenience, but I also make my own almond milk. It's mm-hmm. so easy. It's yeah. like the easiest thing to make. You just soak the almonds overnight. The next day, you put them in the blender with some water or the Vitamix, mm-hmm. whatever you have. If right. you don't have a Vitamix, you can do the blender. And it's so delicious and so creamy. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't have a nut allergy, it's like a perfect protein, a perfect food. Absolutely. And it, and it's fun with the kids because when you squeeze it through the, the milk bag, you can moo and then the kids really get into it. It's really fun. <laughs> uh, <you know? laughs> it's a good one to do with kids to get kids turned on to it. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I want to go back to the yoga. Can you talk a little bit about how yoga plays into this whole conscious living? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, Yoga has totally changed my life, and I'm grateful for it every single day because the main main benefit I get from yoga is that it keeps me sane. Mm -hmm. If I am stressed, you know, um, take it to the mat. You know, it's there. You breathe. You sit down. You remember. You breathe. You move. You you stretch through it. You breathe through it. It is such a gift. Um, I always call it the. It's a sacred, ancient self-healing tool because once you do it enough and you can really develop your own practice, you can heal yourself. I mean, all the time I can be in whatever pose and I feel my spine like pop and adjust. I'm like, whoa, there's saved a trip to the chiropractor. You know, it's like you can heal yourself with yoga. And yoga is cheaper than the chiropractor, the massage therapist and the, you know. (laughs) That's right. And it has has so many different benefits. I mean, it keeps me balanced, body, mind and spirit. And um, that in and of itself is huge. But um, in terms of how it plays into the holistic, like the yogi lifestyle, I mean, yogis are predominantly vegetarian, right? Mm-hmm. They, um, they're they not taking, they're not, you know, ahimsa is one of the principles that is, is I, I've based Conscious Eating 101 on. And ahimsa is, you know, it's a Sanskrit word that means do no harm, essentially. It's nonviolent. So killing animals is violent, even if you call it humane slaughter, which I'm just going to say right now doesn't exist. Um, Magda just did air quotes for our listeners. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You can't see that, guys. (laughs) Humane slaughter. Yeah, it's an oxymoron. Um, Yeah, so I really like to draw attention to that. But ahimsa is, is a foundational principle of yoga and the yogic lifestyle. So... Right, right then and there. I mean, when I talk about with the course, you know, Conscious Eating 101 is a way to align your food choices with your values. So if you're someone who's practicing yoga and believes in ahimsa, I mean, if we take a survey and we go ask 100 people, you know, if you don't know the word ahimsa, okay, well, do you believe in harming people? Do you believe that that's good or bad? Or, or let's not even call it bad, but do you think that that's okay? Do you think that's a good way to live? Should we harm others? Should we harm other sentient beings? Yes or no, right? I think 100 out of 100 are pretty much going to agree that we shouldn't be harming other sentient beings. So that's the foundational principle of ahimsa. And it's, it's really difficult to argue with that, right? So yeah, so yoga is part is part of a foundation of, of a holistic lifestyle and a holistic like worldview that, that encompasses ahimsa, which is doing no harm, which is to um, self animals the planet it's all sentient beings you know even mother earth is a sentient being in my opinion absolutely all right i love it so we'll be right back and we're going to hear magda's top conscious eating ingredients from her ebook conscious eating top 10 superfoods today's show is sponsored by stride health stride health is built just for self-employed adventurers like us and probably like you everything you need for health coverage and health care they have it to get your personal concierge at no cost to you, go to stridehealth.com slash foodheals. Yeah, and Stride Health offers the following at no cost to the consumer. 
Health Plan Recommendations. Their intelligent algorithm compares 38 factors and searches thousands of plans to find the customer's single most effective and valuable plan. Healthcare Savings. They help independents find in-network and effective care, as well as discounts on prescriptions. And Healthcare Utilization. All healthcare plans come with many free benefits that few people utilize. They'll build you a plan that takes maximum advantage of the free and preventative care included with your health insurance plan. And they offer year-round support. Their members work on demand, their experts are available year-round to answer your questions and fight your battles, which is really important because I've definitely had some battles <laughs> to fight. Have you? You're getting fighter neck right now. You're like <laughs> moving your head in a specific way. Yes, I can tell you've had some battles. Yeah, so that's great. That's really important to me. Well, you need people in your corner. Exactly. So to get your personal concierge at no cost to you, go to stridehealth.com slash foodheals. And remember, you have to pick a new plan starting November 1st, so do it today. Do it today! You're listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, Food Hills Nation, we're back with Magda Friedemrod, who just released her e-course, Conscious Eating 101. If you value your own health, the well-being of animals, clean air and water, our oceans and forests, and life itself, this is the course for you. Conscious eating is about aligning your food choices with your values. You'll learn how to make decisions that create a more sustainable future for you and all life. Now let's hear Magda's top ingredients from her ebook, which is free, Conscious Eating Top 10 Superfoods. Right. So I like to start people off with a simple guide. So if they go to my website, ConsciousEating101.com, you can get the free download of this ebook, which is my top 10 ingredients, because I look at this as if we can get people to get these top 10 ingredients into their regular rotation, automatically some of the less healthy things are going to fall away. So it's kind of an easy way to kind of ease into the transition of, you know, leaving the animal products behind and choosing more, you know, healthy plant-based products. So we qualify them as superfoods because they're nutrient-dense foods. So one of them, one of my very favorites is chia seeds. Um, Some people are familiar, some people are not, but you can take one tablespoon of chia seeds and it's just loaded with so much nutrition. It's five grams of fiber, first of all. 97% of people in America are fiber deficient. So you can ramp up your chia right there. Did you say 95? 97%. 97. It's 2% off. Okay. Yeah. But whoa, right? I mean, so eat your chia eat your lentils. We talked about lentils earlier because lentils are also on on uh, what the top 10 list because every ingredient in on this list is super packed with nutrition. So there's not a wasted calorie there. Um, so yeah, chia seeds is a great one. And I also have a recipe in the book um, to make the chia pudding, which is a super basic recipe that anybody can make. You can make it in a jar and leave it in there overnight and grab it for your grab and go breakfast, which is another thing just kind of trying to make this lifestyle simplified for people, right? Because it's like, oh, I don't have time to make all this food. And it's, well, it actually is simpler than you think. And here's how you do it. So um, chia seeds is one of those um, packed with protein, magnesium, which which I don't know quite what the percentage is, but a massive Mm -hmm. percentage of Americans are also deficient in magnesium. It's a really critical mineral for us. So we talked about that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I would would imagine you would have. I'm sure the stats are in your podcast (laughs) somewhere. Um, but that's that's a really simple one, and um, they're becoming more affordable. I mean, they've been a little bit on the pricey side, but again, when you kind of 
put it on the scale about how much nutrition are you getting. If you put it next to the 99 cent bag of chips, you know what I mean? You're getting like a thousand times the nutrition and maybe it's going to cost you a couple of bucks to make that chia pudding. Um, but you're investing in your own health and your own well-being and you're giving it to the farmers that are making that organic food instead of to your doctor down the line, right? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so chia seeds um, are high on my list. Um, you know, the, all those little seeds are super healthy. So when you look at seeds, like the smaller the seed, like that, those things are packed with nutrition. So another one is flax seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you got the healthy fats there. If you do fresh ground flax seeds, you can put it in the coffee grinder. This is what I do. I have oatmeal in the morning, a few days a week. Um, two tablespoons of ground flax seeds are said to help prevent breast cancer or if you already have tumors to help shrink them. Wow. I didn't so, know it would help shrink tumors. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard that either. Yeah. Those little mighty but powerful seeds, yeah. you know. Um, so flax seeds is on the list. Um, surprise, surprise, hemp. <laughs> hemp hemp hooray. are you shocked hemp hemp hooray there it is yeah hemp seeds because they're so versatile there's so many different ways you can put them into recipes and the course has a bunch of recipes um and as we've already talked about they're so packed with nutrition um so all those little seeds are, are on the list um i already said lentils um another shift that people can make like a, a very simple shift um to really um improve your health and well-being is your choice of salt. So if we can get people... We've talked I, about salt. I'm seeing some <laughs> nods here. Susie loves her salt. <laughs> well, I recently did a lot of... Um, this is actually more for my dog, but like a lot of research about salt. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before, but my grandfather, who lived to 99, always said salt is life. And mm-hmm. he, of course, used the wrong kind of salt. He used iodized <laughs> salt. He still survived. But, but I did a lot of research and found that Yes, we need salt. We right. need it in our body. Right. We need the and right kind. The right kind of salt, and that's the big distinction there. So we're not talking about going to your you know, local restaurant and picking up that salt shaker full of that white iodized stuff and, and dumping that onto your food. That is what causes hypertension and all those other drastic effects that we don't want. But the good salt is the pink salt. I mean, there's also Celtic salt and the different sea salts, but my favorite is the pink salt, the Himalayan salt. One, I love it because it's three million years old, and that's cool. Um, <laughs> Um, and it's pretty because it's pink. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, you can get the big rocks and you can put it in the Vitamix and make your fine blend. Um, you can use it in the bath. You can actually absorb it through your skin in the bath. But the, the really important thing about it is it has all those minerals that we're deficient in. What is it, like over 84? I've heard so trace many. Trace minerals, so many, yeah. yeah. trace minerals. So I've heard so many different reports of how many. But it's somewhere in the ballpark of 84 to 92 different minerals that many of us are so deficient in. I mean, I have in the in the e-course, I have a recipe for a salt soleil, which um, you can, you know, if you get distilled water, you can put just a teaspoon of that into a liter of water and you're getting your minerals for the day right there. You can even just take a shot of it in the morning if you're feeling like you're mineral deficient. So it's a way to get your minerals and season your food to make it taste good all at the same time. So that's one simple tip right there, one simple and, shift. And so I don't know if people know this, I don't know if our listeners know this, but like those are our electrolytes or the trace minerals. When right. people say I'm low in electrolytes, if you're sweating a lot, if you're working out a lot and you need to replace them, right. you sweat them out. Right. So pass on the Gatorade. Yes. Right. You know? 
And, you know, I've come a long way. Like when I was in labor, I, I had Gatorade the whole time. You know, if I was going to have another baby now, I'd be having coconut water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I've learned a lot. I've come a long way. Um, but yeah, exactly. The electrolytes. So um, salt is just one simple, easy thing that people can make that one little shift. And, you know, you can get the little travel one and just carry it in your purse. So you always have it, you know, wherever you go, because you go going to restaurants, unless you're going to Cafe Gratitude, they probably don't have pink salt on the table, but you bring your own. You yeah. Know? I and was that, at, um, I got a massage in Napa recently, and at the end of the massage, they give you a shot of pink Himalayan salt water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and wow. It's very potent and very strong, and you have to drink a lot of water right after, but yeah. I think it's because... Because the massage, tell me if I'm wrong, Susie, is such a detox that they want that you're sweating things out and letting things go that they want to replenish you right after the massage. Makes sense, yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. It's one of those simple things, again, that you can add that to your morning routine. It's just doing that little shot or I just I just salt all my food with it. Mm-hmm. I use it everywhere and everything. So um so that's I just a put it on one. my tongue. You do? Oh, yeah? I do, and I let it, let it dissolve, and I don't know. I, I think I'm, yeah, deficient because I put it on my tongue, and it's not too much for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I have to, and then I have to drink a lot of water. Yeah. And this is, this is also one of the things that can help uh, curb cravings for meat because a lot of people who think they're craving meat, like they start going on a plant-based craving diet, and they're salt. like, I'm craving meat. I'm craving meat. You're that craving the minerals. Yeah. yeah. It's in the salt. It's You have the salt, and you get the minerals, and then the cravings dissipate. That's a great tip. Okay, Mm -hmm. so all the meat eaters out there, if you're trying to transition, switch over, yeah, put some salt on your tongue. Pink salt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or do your salt soleil and do it. You know, a shot in the morning if it's too hardcore. Or just start salting your food with it. But yeah, a shot in the morning is a good way to go. Kind of get that. Um, you know, get a little routine going. Getting people into the healthy routine. You can also do lemon water in the morning is a great part of the morning routine as well. Warm lemon water. That's another kind of yogi thing. Ayurvedic. You know, five thousand years they've been doing this in Ayurveda. So there's got to be something to it, right? Gets yeah. the digestion going. All of that alkalizes the body all those all those good effects that we want um so another one of my top 10 foods is uh coconut Mm -hmm. another one of those super versatile foods i remember i was interviewed once back when i had my store visionary boutique and there was a question it was like what's the one food you would take to a deserted island and i was like easy coconut because you get the water you get the meat you can have, make coconut oil, which you know we're all learning is such a, an amazing health food. Um, so coconut is just one that you can make it in the flakes. You can have coconut milk. You can that's another milk. You know, going back to the dairy thing is, um, you know, take a can of coconut milk and four cups of water, put it in the blender, ten seconds, you've got coconut milk. You don't have to use the box. You know, you're still using a can, but that's that's something that can be recycled. And you want to make sure that's BPA free, mm-hmm. especially with things like coconut milk. High fat items or high acid items leach more of the BPA, which is something we definitely want to avoid one of those chemicals we want to avoid having in our bodies so so coconuts on the list I love coconut everything I use coconut oil in my hair I use it in my cooking I use it on my body it's just like a superfood that has so many uses exactly internally externally um yeah I blogged about it uh, for Thrive Market actually so there's an article on Thrive Market about all the uses of coconut oil and they say online that it burns fat is that true it's like a fat burner 
Uh, it depends on your body type. It depends on your body type. And, and I dabble a little bit and I'm learning more about Ayurveda. And there's certain oils and, and vegetables and grains and all things that, you know, I do advise for people to find out what their dosha is, their constitution, their body type, according to Ayurveda, and make their choices for their grains, their fats, their vegetables, everything based on their Ayurvedic body type. So the answer is it depends on your body type. No, that's good to know because I feel like it's touted as this like weight loss supplement when that's not necessarily what it is. So that's good to know. That that can be one benefit depending on your body type. But yeah. if in Ayurvedic, if you're if you're a kapha body type, which is already the heavy, oily type, slow type of person, um, you're going to want to limit your use of coconut oil. You can use it externally, but internally you're going to want to limit your use of it. So it, it's not, you know, and, and that brings up a good point. It's like there's all these like, oh, spirulina is the new superfood. Oh, coconut oil is the new superfood, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. But... It, I've, I've recently had my eyes open to this, this whole Ayurvedic perspective. And, and as a yogi myself, it's, you know, Ayurveda is the sister to, to yoga. I'm like very drawn to it and it all makes so much sense to me. It's all of these things can be good, but for who? It's not a blanket thing. It's not chia yeah. seeds are good for everybody, although chia seeds probably are one of those things that are good for everybody. <laughs> and hemp. And hemp, of course hemp. <laughs> of course hemp. But things like coconut oil and, you know, spirulina, maybe maybe you should have chlorella instead of spirulina. Right. You know, it's... Um, you, I, I really recommend that people look into their Ayurvedic body type and make their choices within the parameter, parameters of the plant kingdom, you know, choosing the highest vibration um, plants for their specific constitution. Yeah, I completely agree because a lot of people, you know, are allergic to certain foods and a lot of people aren't. So it's like one person can be fine with gluten and one pe- one person shouldn't have it at all. And it's right. completely individualized to your complete blood type, your dosha, all these things, right. you know, and it changes every seven years. So your cells change oh, every oh, seven right. years. Sure. And so, you know, you may be allergic to something seven years ago that you're not allergic to now or vice versa, or your body may have built up a tolerance or lost a tolerance for something. So you have to constantly check in with yourself and say, is this working for me? Is this good for me? Is this bad for me? And work with your body. That's a really great point. And it brings up a thought for me when you say, does it work for me? Um, and kind of going back to the 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 paleo story like i did a very informal survey on facebook as i was developing the course and like really trying to get into people's minds about why are you making this choice and how can i help you make a different choice <laughs> um so i just asked a very simple question on facebook and i said um what was it, it was something like uh what are your thoughts on the paleo diet and um, it turned into a very long thread of comments and, you know, there were the whole vegan warriors of like meat is murder. And then, and then, um, a lot of the people who were choosing paleo said it works for me. And that was like the, the most common response from the people who were embracing that lifestyle. And let me just say about paleo, the thing that it has in common with, with my beliefs is it's great because it's no processed foods, it's no sugar, it's no dairy. So it's got all that going for it. Right. The problem with it is the heavy animal protein, you know, meat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't think that's healthy. But um, the, the main comment from people was, it works for me. And there there is validity to that. Like, how does your body feel, right? Yeah. How does it work for you? But with Conscious Eating 101, again, I want to keep bringing that conversation back to that's great, it works for you and you feel really good today, but do you have kids? 
Do you, how do you want the planet to mm-hmm. look for them? Are you planning on having kids? You know, how do you, would you want to die of a heart attack in 20 or 30 years? Or would you want to live with longevity and live to 100? You know, so it's like, what are the long-term choices? And sometimes it's hard to get people out of their own little self-absorbed bubble. You know, yeah. it works for me now and I feel good. But I want to broaden that, that awareness and that conversation to, you know, again, from me to we consciousness. You're not the only person on the planet. And the choices that you're making do affect the planet and they affect me and they affect your children and your children's future. And, you know, let's let's expand that conversation a little bit. That is beautiful. I love it. Makes sense to me. Yep. Applause, applause, applause. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so one more um, ingredient from my top 10 list is it's not a surprise in the healthy eating world, but it's kale. And I think a lot of people hear kale as a buzzword. It's one of those things that gets thrown out as like kale is the new beef and like kale is the new superfood, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily good for everyone, right? If you have a thyroid condition, you maybe don't want to be having kale for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, or if you're a vata dosha like me in Ayurveda, actually the cruciferous vegetables, which kale is a part of, is not ideal. So I, I since I've learned that, I limit my kale consumption now, but I still keep it in my rotation because it is one of those foods that is so deeply packed with nutrition. And um, it does have a lot of iron. It has a lot of calcium. So that kind of goes back to the, oh, I need calcium from the milk. Well, there's a whole chapter on, you know, there's a whole lesson on the dairy and what the, you know, the dairy industry doesn't want you to know and how you're not actually getting the calcium from the milk anyway. You're pissing it out, but you got you to gotta get the course to, to get the full scope of that. But, um, but kale is packed with so much nutrition and it's another one of those ingredients that's super versatile. There's lots of different ways that you can prepare it. And in the free ebook that I have, I do have a couple of recipes for it in there as well. And they're simple recipes. I mean, they're things that you can whip up in just a couple minutes. I mean, that's the perfect ingredient for your green smoothie. You know, get your kale at the farmer's market, support your local farmer, support your local economy, support those guys that made the investment in going organic and because our food system is broken, right? If you're conventional and you're poisoning everything, you don't have to pay extra fees. In fact, you get subsidies. But if you want to be organic, you got to pay all these extra fees and fill out this paperwork and get certified. And our food system is broken. That's so messed up. That is so messed up. I know. So here's a chance to vote for the world that you want, right? Go to the farmer's market, get the fresh kale, uh, wash it, destem it, tear it up and throw it in the freezer. And then that's what you can put into your green smoothie. You know, whatever you're else you're going to put in there, we can we can do a whole show about green smoothies yeah. for sure. But um, you know, you can yeah, you can use topic. it. Um, I have a video on my YouTube channel about kale and ways to use it. That I thought I can go a little bit deeper there if people want to look that up. But kale is just one of those great ingredients that you know it's definitely in the like the um, the healthy food category. And people are like, I keep hearing I need to eat kale, but how do I eat I, it, you know? I love kale. I don't know what my dosha is, but it's one that likes kale. Yeah. <laughs> I have literally had a big bowl of kale and lemon juice uh-huh. and salt and pepper for dinner many, many times. Yeah. My husband thinks I'm very weird. Yeah, you got to massage You got to <laughs> massage I'm it. talking raw. Yeah, but you got to think... massage it really well, right? Because you got to break it down. I chew it like a thousand times I haven't okay. massaged, I haven't massaged but I could I'm a massage therapist yeah oh <laughs> well get into massaging the kale it is important actually because this is what I talk about in the video is that you want to break it down in some way shape or form right. whether that's through heat or through pressure right. um, so massaging it is a really good way to help break it down before you know so your body doesn't have to do so much, so much work, work to digest yeah. it yeah oh, okay I'm going to massage yeah. the kale and you, what I do is I bring I wish we could do this on video right now but you bring the love from your heart and you put it down your arm 
arms straight through your hands and you make you know you put the love that's the biggest ingredient actually yeah love is the biggest ingredient the most important ingredient for conscious eating I love that. So you kind of bless your food and give love to that food. Absolutely. That that's why and home cooking is always the best, right? Yeah. Because there's love. That, that, and that's part of it that I talk about in the course too is, you know, it's uh, what is your mood when you're cooking? Like don't be fighting on the phone with somebody while you're cooking. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, create the space, but make it, you know, burn some incense, maybe a candle, you know, have your favorite music playing, you know, get into a good vibe and put that love into the food and then ingest the food watch what happens mm-hmm. that is such a good point I find myself so many times because I'm not a chef by any means and I'm trying to create this meal and I'm like oh I have to make this all ready at the same time and I don't know how to do that and so instead of doing that just going okay just put the love into it no it's all gonna come together per- and it always does yeah yeah I, I, I don't it doesn't not work out it always works out so why am I spending my time worrying about it right you know? exactly <laughs> it comes down to infusing the high vibration into the food and that's what you're taking in, into your body and that's another reason not to eat animal products I mean that animal has been slaughtered it's been standing in a line watching other animals be slaughtered it is full of fear you know, and God knows the stress it's gone through in its life. I mean, that's all in the fiber and everything that you, I mean, no, there's no fiber in animal products, but you know, in, in the meat itself is all of that energy because everything is energy. And that goes back to the yogi perspective too. And the whole holistic view of these things is everything is energy. So if you're in your kitchen, lovingly preparing plant food and ingesting that, it's a whole different you know, dynamic than if you're sitting in the drive-through at in and out getting yeah. that hamburger, which is God knows what that cow went through. You know, yeah, and they've had their children ripped away from them, and they're grieving, and they're angry, and they're fearful, and they're sad, and they're mourning that loss, mm-hmm. and all that energy you're going to put into your body. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this conversation is so important to help people make that connection to understand that those food choices that you make are not only affecting your health but also your psyche yeah you know it's like angry people you see some people super angry it's like what do you eat oh you're living on meat okay you know <laughs> you know i mean you can have angry vegans okay they they exist but, <laughs> but just in, in general you know what i mean it's like there's a big difference it's you know you can look at how people behave and kind of track their diet and go oh okay maybe there's something we can shift here let's bring the vibration up absolutely so what's the best piece of advice that you could give someone whether they are starting to make the transition or whether they are transitioning what would you tell them uh, to the most important perspective I think to have on it well there's there's two things I would say one is I hope that we can think outside of ourselves and consider not just yourself when you're making your food choices and really make that transition from me to we consciousness and think outside yourself and how your food choices impact not only you but the world around you the animals all of it Um, the other thing uh, on a more practical level is to not overwhelm yourself with this kind of black and white thinking allow yourself time to make the transition be really gentle with yourself give yourselves a lot of pats on the back for moving in the right direction and and focus on substitutes you know it's like it doesn't have to be oh my god i can't live without cheese you know you can 
because we have Daya <laughs> and a lot of other great things coming onto the market all the time, you know, and that's where I go back to like my, my top 10 list is like, if you can infuse all of those things into your diet automatically right there, that's going to be a huge shift in the right direction. You don't even necessarily have to drop animal products, but if you infuse those 10 things into your diet on a regular basis, automatically some of those less healthy, less conscious choices are going to fall away. So the bottom line answer to your question is don't overwhelm yourself with that black and white thinking. Give yourself time to make the transition, learn about what the substitutes are, and don't get yourself into that um, deficit mindset. You know, it's like it totally backfires for me. I know for sure if I try to do a cleanse, like I tried to do master cleanse before, I couldn't make it eight hours without eating. I was like, well, you're depriving me of food. You know, I can't do that. So get out of the deprivation mindset. Don't focus on what you're missing. Focus on what you're adding and what you're gaining. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's so true. And the master cleanse, that is shit. Okay. Like, <laughs> I didn't even make it six hours. Yeah. yeah. It is not. Yeah. It is not. It's not healthy. healthy. It's not healthy. I do think the drink itself has healing benefits, but I do not think that drinking that for 10 days straight is got any benefit to the body. I think it's just turning into sugar and it's a lot of deprivation. And I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. So don't listen to Beyonce. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> listen to us. Yeah. We know what's up. <laughs> Except she does have a vegan like meal delivery plan now. So maybe listen to her a little bit. Don't listen to her on the lemonade thing. You know, just watch her dance. Okay. But get yourself educated and be a conscious consumer. And that's another thing I talk about in the course is learning to be a conscious consumer, learning to be a critical thinker. You know, you walk into the grocery store, you see all the marketing yes. buzzwords on the front of all the processed foods, right? Oh, natural. Forget natural. This is baloney. Yeah. You know what I mean? Natural, it might as well be poison. Yeah, just it means nothing. Turn it over, read the ingredients. If there's one thing I can get everybody to do is train them to read the ingredients before they make purchases and if it contains things that you don't know what they are put it back on the shelf yeah you can't pronounce it put it back yeah yeah i think it's really important to get people to think which is what you're all about consciousness yeah, yeah. education really getting people educated and you know that that whole analogy of like i have people approaching me sometimes they want me to like be a chef and i've done that before like a private chef in the home and i'm like yeah i can do that but really my passion is educating people how to do it for themselves so it's like that old analogy not that we want to talk about fish and consuming fish in any way but um if you give a man a fish you can provide him one meal but if you teach a man to fish you can feed him for a lifetime so that's what i want to be doing with conscious eating is to get people educated about what the healthy choices are and you can take your lifetime perfecting it figuring out what your favorite substitutes are experimenting with the ingredients but it's it's really the whole philosophy behind conscious eating of self-love animal love and planet love so beautifully stated and you know this is we're all evolving so I consider myself a conscious person, but I'm never perfect on any given day. I'm evolving and I'm getting closer to where I want to be, but I step back and then I step two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, and I'm getting to where that I want to be. And it's like it's the tango. <laughs> <laughs> it's the healthy food choice tango. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> The conscious tango. <laughs> but that's it. And that's the, that's a really good point is that it is a progression. You know, it's it's not something that you're going to learn overnight. I mean, to a certain degree, my course is a crash course. You can do it in six weeks. You can learn A to Z, everything you need to know about how to do it right with from a nutritional standpoint as well. I have a whole lesson on nutrition. In fact, it's the biggest 
it's the biggest lesson in the, the course. I have 15 lessons and 20 recipes in there. Um, but there's a whole one on nutrition because a lot of people that go into this shift, into this lifestyle, are, are missing something and somehow they get sick. You know, you're vegan for five years and all of a sudden your teeth are falling out or something. I mean, there there it is important to pay attention to the nutrition. So I have a whole lesson on that so that people can do it right so that it's sustainable for a lifetime. I think that's very important because I knew some vegetarians in college that didn't know really what they were doing. They ate a lot of carbs. Yeah. They ate pasta, bread, cereal, because they weren't doing the, mm-hmm. the research. They, they didn't have the knowledge to, to know, I need to eat lentils to get my protein. I need to eat my kale. I need to eat my chia seeds. They, they just went for the carbs to fill up. Right. And they so weren't healthy. It's, it's a totally critical lesson mm-hmm. in the course it's, to do it right. Yeah. yeah. Just going vegan or vegetarian doesn't necessarily make you healthy if you're still eating the junk food or you're not knowing what you should and shouldn't eat still. It's about really going healthy rather than going vegetarian or vegan. Those are just happen to be ways to get on that path. Right. Yeah. So consciousness in terms of your, and that's where the self-love piece comes in is really paying attention, you know, watch the one 20 minute video. It's all on a PowerPoint in the lesson right there that you can refer to whenever you need, you know, to make sure that you're getting But if you eat the things on my top 10 list, you know, plus some more, you're pretty much going to be balanced. I mean, those things contain all the nutrition that you need. Even if you just ate those 10 things and that was your entire diet, you could be totally healthy. That is awesome. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's a good jump start for people to just start with the, the free ebook and and go from there. All right, thanks, Magda, for being here. Where can everyone find your ebook, your e-course, and find you online? Uh, well, the e-course is ConsciousEating101.com. Very simple and straightforward. And uh, that is specifically for the e-course. And my main website is visionary-lifestyle.com. And that's where you can find me, my um, my testimonials, my yoga. And that also has a link to the conscious eating. Um, I do have a launch coming up right now for the um, Conscious Eating 101 e-course. And um, you can watch my social media for that. I'm on every platform. Um, I'm, I'm really active on Instagram on visionary underscore lifestyle underscore guide. And um, I'm going to be doing an announcement there for some giveaways. And then also for one of the launches that I have coming up, there's going to be Health Force has come in as a big support for what I'm doing. And if you don't know Health Force Nutritionals, they are absolute staple in the diet. And a lot of the recipes that I have in the e-course use their products. One of the most high vibration companies out there in terms of nutrition. Um, and integrity and so uh, they're going to be we're going to be doing a big giveaway with them so watch my social media for or get on my mailing list for details for that awesome all right well i can't wait to join the e-course because everything you've talked about today just sounds incredible and it sounds like a one-stop shop for people to go when they just want to start right Absolutely. It's, it's a perfect starting point for the people who are at that point where they understand that they need to make a shift or even if they don't really fully understand it because the first lesson is all about the why. It's a pretty heavy lesson with all the statistics that, you know, is pretty heavy. And then the following 14 lessons are the how. So um, another good entry point um, for this is to go to ConsciousEating101.com and get that free ebook. And that will put you on I'm my mailing list. I'm doing it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, want some, I want some chia pudding recipes. There you go. <laughs> so that'll put you on my mailing list and that'll give you that kind of that jump start into the lifestyle. Sounds awesome.
Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Magda. Thank you so much for having me. It just makes my heart so happy. Like this is this is the we consciousness that we're moving into is like the three of us sitting here having this conversation is so why I'm on this planet. So thank you for providing the space for me to be here and for the work that you're doing to help raise awareness and educate people. This is such critically important work that you're doing. We agree. That's why we're here. Absolutely. <laughs> More applause. More applause. <laughs> That's our show. Thanks for listening. Our tweetable today comes from Magda. As we improve ourselves, we improve the world. If you like that, tweet it to Magda at visionary underscore guide. Tweet it to us at Food Heals Nation and use the hashtag Food Heals Podcast in your post. Don't forget to check out our sponsors. Go to stridehealth.com slash foodheals to get your very own health insurance concierge. They'll get you covered in just minutes, and the process is easy and free. For all the episode show notes, visit foodhealsnation.com. And if you have any feedback, just email us at info at foodhealsnation.com. We want to hear from you. What are your favorite episodes? What is resonating with you? You can also tweet us at foodhealsnation or post to our Facebook wall. We answer every email and look forward to hearing from you. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. Bye. Bye. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.